friend had a newspaper delivered, but when she went to fetch it on a Sunday morning, she kept finding that it had vanished from her postbox in the communal lobby. She had had no luck in discovering the culprit herself, as her neighbours all swore blind that they had not taken it. Some even sneered that they would not touch such a crappy right-wing rag with a barge pole. In a way, she agreed. She only really stayed loyal to the paper for the obituary section that sometimes made up as much as a quarter of its contents. The friend had identified various suspects on her staircase. On the floor above, for example, there was a woman she believed to be one of those nymphomaniacs. There was a constant stream of men to her door, especially in the evenings and at weekends, and if not her, then no doubt one of them was the culprit. Another neighbour, two floors up, did not have a job, but lounged around at home all day, claiming to be a composer. Sigurdur Ole watched as a teenage girl entered the block, evidently on her way home from an all-nighter. She was still drunk and could not immediately find her keys in the small purse that she took from her pocket. She swayed, grabbing the door handle for support. She did not give the paper a second look. No chance of any photos of her in the social diary section, thought Sigurdur Ole as he watched her stagger up the stairs. He still had a touch of flu that was proving stubborn to shake off. No doubt it was his own fault for getting up too soon, but he simply could not face languishing in bed, watching films on his forty-two-inch plasma screen any longer. It was better to be busy, even if he still felt grim. His thoughts wandered back to last night. There had been a reunion party for his sixth-form class at the house of a guy known as Goofy, a conceited lawyer who had annoyed Sigurdur Ole almost from the day they met. It was typical of Goofy, the kind of prat who used to turn up to school in a bow tie, to invite them round to his place, ostensibly for the reunion, but really, as he revealed in a breathtakingly pompous speech, to announce that he had recently been promoted to director of some division at his bank, and that this was as good an opportunity as any to celebrate that as well. Sigurdur Ole did not join in with the applause. Looking discontentedly around the group, he wondered if he had achieved the least of all of them since leaving school. It was the kind of thought that preyed on him whenever he bothered to attend these reunions. The gathering included other lawyers like Goofy, as well as engineers, two vicars, three doctors who had completed lengthy training as specialists, and even an author. Sigurdur Ole had never read any of his stuff— but they made a fuss of him in literary circles for his distinctive style that bordered on the irrational, in the jargon of the latest pseudo-intellectual school of criticism. When Sigurdur Ole compared himself to his former classmates, his life in the force, the sort of investigations he was involved in, his colleagues Erlander and Erlingborg, and all the human dross he was forced to deal with every day, he could find little reason to be cheerful. His mother had always said he was too good for that, meaning the police, though his father had been quite pleased when he joined, and pointed out that at least he would be doing more good for society than most. "'So, how's life in the force?' asked Patrikur, one of the engineers who had been standing beside him during Goofy's speech. 
He and Sigurdur Ole had been friends since sixth form. So, so, Sigurdur Ole replied. You must be run off your feet, what with the economy booming and all those hydroelectric projects. We are literally up to our eyes, Patricor said with a more serious air than usual. Look, I was wondering if we could meet up sometime soon. There's something I'd like to discuss. Sure. Will I have to arrest you? Patricourt did not smile. I'll be in touch on Monday, if that's okay, he said, before moving away. Yeah, do, Sigurdo Ole replied, nodding to Patricourt's wife, Susanna, who, though partners did not usually show up, had accompanied him. She returned his smile. He had always liked her and regarded his friend as a lucky sod. Still upholding the law? asked Ingolfur, coming over, beer glass in hand.